Okay. Good afternoon, City River. I got two smiles. We'll try it again. Good afternoon, City River. I knew you could do it. Hey, Holy Spirit, thank you so much for being here and helping us. And I ask that you would take the the words that get shared and you do something really special with people. I know it's your heart and your passion and your desire to make a connection. And so thank you in advance for what you're going to do. Amen. Well, I'm going to do something slightly different. Normally, I'm, I kind of give a little intro, and then I tell you um, the thing I want you to get. But I'm going to start this um, little sermon with, here's what I'd like you to get if you don't get anything else today. In difficult situations, breakthrough comes when we receive rhema from God. In difficult situations, breakthrough comes when we receive rhema from God. I'm going to be referring to a number of verses today. Um, There's probably only one you need to go look at, but you might want to jot them down or not, and that's okay. In John 6, 63, Jesus said, The words I have spoken to you, they are spirit and life. Rhema is God's direct and personal verse or passage or message for us for a specific issue or purpose. Rhema takes a small part of everything written in the Bible and speaks that one little part of the Bible to us. And because God spoke it, that small part becomes life to us. Rhema moves us from negative to positive emotions and thoughts. God's word of spirit, words of spirit and life bring breakthrough. Now, for an example, let's say I'm stuck in traffic, which never happens in Toronto, but let's just say it did because I'm from Los Angeles and there's a lot of traffic there. And I'm getting more and more frustrated and kind of agitated at this traffic and we're not moving and my lane is always the slowest. And the more I think about being frustrated, the worse the situation seems to get. When I experience more red light signals and traffic, the more negative thoughts I have and kind of this dead feeling sort of shows up inside. Let's say then, all uh, just pops into my mind, Romans 8, 6, because we've all memorized that, right? Okay, maybe not. Romans 8, anywhere in there, is a good place to memorize if you want to start memorizing some verses. But anyway, Romans 8, 6 says this, The mind governed by the flesh is death, but the mind governed by the spirit is life and peace. So I'm sitting here in traffic, and I realize well, no wonder I'm thinking negatively and feel so bad inside. I need to set my mind back on God. So I might pray something like this. God, I choose to turn my mind back to focus on you. Thank you so much, God, that when my mind is on you, I experience life and peace. Now, how did this happen? God used the written word, 
Romans 8, 6, to speak an immediate and personal word to me, Rama, into my response to the traffic situation. The Lord's specific speaking strengthened me to change my thinking and refocus on him. So today, I'm going to share how this worked for me this week. Maybe it'll help you. This last week was really hard for me. As some of you know, Mary has not been able to walk by herself since she broke her leg two months ago. This required a lot of shifts in Mary's life, for sure. And I think she's done really, really well with it. Good job, baby. But becoming a caregiver to this degree was also a really big change for me. Then last Saturday, she had to go back to the hospital again. Now, while she came home on Sunday, the rest of the day on Sunday seemed like we were back in November again. I was really discouraged. Now, add to that some relational and job issues. And then along with just the isolation from COVID is just really starting to wear on me. Maybe y'all are navigating it better than I'm doing. But all the stuff piled together last week just made it not very good. So I woke up Monday morning, and I didn't have anything left inside. Now, that just doesn't happen to me, except on Monday, it did. Now, most of us, I hope, generally know what to do when we kind of get down. We go to our favorite verses or declarations, talk with God about the situation, and go on about our life. Well, I did that, but it didn't break the complete weariness or the void that I felt inside. So, feeling empty early on Monday morning, I next went to my usual fighting and victory verses. Can I say that? Does that sound corny? (laughs) I have these verses I go to, like, you know, when it's like, okay, we're in a fight because I'm going to get out of this thing and, you know, I'm going to be victorious. So, I have these things and some declarations to get back to feeling normal. Verses like Joshua 1, 8, and 9, <clears throat> Romans 16, 19, Jeremiah 29, 11, 2 Corinthians 12, 9. Now, these are really good verses. I spoke them out. I meditated on them. But nothing shifted. So then I spoke in tongues for a while. 1 Corinthians 14 says that when I speak in tongues, I am speaking directly to God. But still nothing. Finally, I went to Psalm 23. Psalm 23 always works for me. Somewhere in those six verses, I virtually always connect with God. But not last Monday. In between helping Mary out with her daily things, I tried to get out of the mental and emotional pit I seemed to have fallen into. By early afternoon, I knew this was a lot bigger issue than I first thought. I called a couple of people and was graciously allowed to be released from all of my meetings this past week. And I thank you all for being willing to work with me during that time. 
I canceled everything because I had to get a breakthrough. Now remember, in difficult times, breakthrough comes when we receive rhema from God. So I went to God to get rhema. I needed a specific word or a specific verse with a specific application from God for where I was at right then. Now, when going to God to get rhema, it's really important we do so with a very open and receptive spirit towards whatever God might say. But open and receptive doesn't mean, meh, whatever comes to mind, it's probably God. There is a deliberate seeking and searching, God, what do you specifically want to say to me right now into the situation that I'm in? You can laugh along with me, but when you're desperate, you do funny things. So as I was waiting for God to speak, my mind went to different Bible personalities who went through some really difficult times. The first one that came to my mind was Elijah. Now, as a reminder, or in case you don't know the story, you can read about it in 1 Kings 18 and 19. It recorded, that's where Elijah called down fire from heaven to demonstrate that the God of Israel was the only true God. After that great victory, the idolatrous queen Jezebel vowed to kill Elijah. So he ran for his life into the wilderness. He sat down under a small bush and prayed to God that he would die. I'm thinking, okay, you know, I don't want to die. I'm not that depressed, but I can kind of get where he's at right now. So I'm thinking, okay, maybe something will come to me. I'll get a rhema word from God from Elijah's conversation with God. Elijah's angelic visitations for strength and his conversation with God was interesting, but it didn't help because I didn't get Rhema. It was just an interesting story. I had to wait for Shole to catch up because I was talking too fast. Thank you so much for being patient with me. Okay, next I thought about Job because everybody thinks about Job when they have really big problems, right? Okay, at least I do. Job, in a short amount of time, lost almost everything. Job 1, 13 to 19, says that Job lost all his oxen, all his donkeys, all his sheep, all his camels, all but a few of his servants, and all his sons and daughters. So I'm thinking, eh, my problem, whatever it is, is certainly not as big as Job's problem. Maybe Job's conversation with God can help me. Now, very few people I know have memorized even one verse out of the book of Job, and that includes me. But I do know Job's initial conversation with God began in chapter 1. And I do know at least a paraphrase of one verse. It's the bridge in a Matt Redman song, Blessed Be Your Name. So after all the terrible news of loss, verse 20 tells us that Job fell to the ground and worshipped God. The next verse tells us what he said. Job 1.21 
Job said this, The Lord gave and the Lord has taken away. May the name of the Lord be praised. You know, it sounds kind of right. The bridge in the song is really bouncy. It's really catchy. And it's very wrong theology about a God who is overwhelmingly good. Now, I don't have time today to explain all the reasons why getting theology from the book of Job is not a good idea. Today, I will simply make the suggestion, don't get your theology from the book of Job. Anyway, no rhema came to me from Job's life. I tried more biblical people. I'm, if nothing, persevering. But none of them produced a rhema word for me. Well, I knew I needed strength, so I tried Philippians 4.13, which says, I can do everything through him who gives me strength. Okay, everything included getting out of this pit I was in. So I said, God, you got to give me some strength. I don't know how to move forward. But there was no strength coming, and there was no rhema for me in that verse. Having tried all these verses and all these people and all these things, I did what I knew in my heart and from past experiences what I had to do. You might want to jot these down and look at them later. Psalm 131.2 says, I have calmed and quieted myself. Psalm 46.10 says, be still and know that I am God. I knew that's what I had to go do. I wanted the fast answer. God, let me pray. Let me get blessed. Let me get out of this thing. Let me get on with stuff. But it wasn't working. I have calmed and quieted myself. Be still and know that I am God. I quit trying and just waited for God. But in reality, God was waiting for me to simply be calm and quiet enough to clearly hear what he wanted to tell me. Did you get that? We want God to move, and we don't hear. Okay, I won't say we. Maybe y'all are better at this than I am. I want God to move. I want him to get me out of my mess. And God says to me, Rob, be still and know that I am God. Rob, calm and quiet yourself and you're going to hear. He was waiting for me with all my Bible stories and all my Bible verses to just say, Be still. Slow down enough so you can hear. Now, I want to be honest with you. That was easy to say. It's a lot harder to do. Hearing God clearly in the middle of a significant negative experience is hard to do. It's really hard to turn off negative thoughts. 
it's really hard not to grasp for any Bible verse that speaks about strength or peace or whatever we're looking for. It's really hard not to look for any answer we can find just to get out of the pit. But the way out is not an answer. The way out is knowing who God is. It's not about finding a path. It's about finding a person. The way out is knowing who God is. An unconditionally loving father. A completely committed friend. A passionate lover of my personal entire being. An omnipotent companion who always has the best in his plan for my life. If only I can calm down, quiet myself, to hear God through all my internal emotional noise. If only I can be still and again experientially know that God is the only being in the universe who is willing to bring the full power of his love for me into my situation. So I go, okay, God, we're going to do the quiet thing. I'm not happy about it, but you're not talking, so I'm going to do it your way. No Rama on Monday. No Rama on Tuesday. No Rama on Wednesday. I was tired. I felt depleted. I did what I had to do for Mary and not a whole lot else. But I was going through the process of calming and quieting myself, being still and coming to know that God, the God of the universe, is also my loving, involved, caring father. Now, normally, I don't do mornings very well. I am so not a morning person. Mary, you're laughing way too hard at that one. But it's true. I'm just, we have a, we have a kind of an agreement in our house. Mary doesn't talk to me about anything significant before nine o'clock because she probably won't get a very good answer and I'll have to retract whatever it was that I said. In my defense, I don't talk to Mary after eight o'clock at night about the same kinds of things because I know I'm not going to get a real good answer and she'll probably have to retract what she says. So we talk of substance during the middle of the day. So anyway, I don't do mornings very well. You know, I think sometimes, I know this sounds kind of funny, and if it sounds too religious, well, I don't know, get over it, I guess. I think God created coffee just for me so I could function. I'm sure he was sitting in the garden and looked like you know, however many thousands of years ahead and go, man, there's this dude who is going to really need coffee. So I'm going to make some gar- some coffee right now. So anyway, I don't do mornings very well. I woke up early Thursday morning, 5 a.m. 
I don't ever wake up of my own accord at 5 a.m. And I woke up with Rama in my mind. But more importantly, I woke up with Rama in my spirit. My Rama was Isaiah 40:31. Hey Grace, I don't know if you're on, but you did good on Friday night. Good job, lady. Do turn to Isaiah 40:31 or click and get there. Now I know this verse. I've memorized this verse. I can quote it to you, I think, in three different versions. I might have forgotten the New American Standard, but I can quote them in a couple of versions. But remember, the difference between just reading a Bible verse and rhema is God takes rhema and applies it to you. Isaiah 40, 31 is a nice verse. But when you're in a hole and you're going, God, how do I move forward? And he plants rhema into your spirit and says, look at Isaiah 40, 31. We're going to talk. It changes everything because now it's not just another nice verse. Now it's God's response to my cry. Get me out of this hole that I'm in. Restore to me the joy of my salvation because I ain't got no joy right now. So I woke up really early Thursday morning with Rama. But those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not faint. I know this verse. But I also have enough experience with Rhema to know I had to wait and see how God was going to apply this verse to me right then. Now, I'm not going to give the details because it would take too long. And besides, it was really personal between God and me. But I do feel released to share generally what God planted in my spirit. How he took just a verse that sounds really good and made it really personal to me in the middle of being down in the pit. First, God talked to me about the focus of my faith within the circumstances of my life right at that moment. See, when you get a really fun verse, at least I do, I try to apply it generally. Okay, God, what are you saying generally about You know, if I hope in the Lord, I'm going to renew my strength just as a general lifestyle. But see, with Rhema, he says, I want to talk to you about your hope to get your strength renewed in the circumstances that got you into the hole in the first place. Last Thursday, God was clear to say that I was to make him the object of my hope in each of the specific areas I was dealing with that had dragged me down. And so we talked about how my hope had shifted in each of those areas onto the circumstances rather than to hope 
in God and the character of God and the plan of God for my life. After we talked about that, God asked me about what strength would look like for me in each of the issues I was dealing with right at the moment. Like, God, what would, what would, <coughs> pardon me, what would strength look like for you, Rob, in dealing with the isolation of COVID? And so we started talking about that and went through each one of the issues. Then God told me how to direct my hope to him in each one of those issues. Rob, when you're dealing with COVID and the isolation and the loneliness, here's how to direct your hope back to me. He was real specific to help me get out of this these situations. Next, God told me what the phrase soaring on wings like eagles meant for me right now. He said, it has to do with giving you a heavenly Holy Spirit perspective on each one of those circumstances. Now, I've always believed that soaring on wings of eagles was about getting a different perspective, but I tend to read that verse in terms of my overall life. And he said, oh, no, let's narrow it down to the specific things. So, for instance, what is the Holy Spirit heaven perspective of me walking through the issue of isolation because of COVID. How does Holy Spirit see this whole process in me doing this walk? Why did I fall into this pit in that area? What does it mean to soar to be able to see the problem and get a different perspective, a Holy Spirit heaven coming to earth perspective on each one of those issues. Then God said that with my hope fixed on him, the way I was living through these specific issues would be able to be changed. Until I got heaven's perspective, I wasn't going to be able to get a different perspective on these issues. I will run and win because it's only about my choices on how to compete. See, I'm not competing against anybody else to try to get out of this hole. I get to run the race God gives me to run. And if I run it with him in mind from the perspective he's given me from heaven, I'm going to win. Because I'm not competing against you or anybody else. As I do that, as I start to realize I'm running about my own choices of how to compete, that's my race, the pace is going to slow and I'm not going to faint. It isn't all this trying, 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 trying to get something. It's like, oh, here's heaven's perspective. My hope is on the Lord. I'm getting strength and I'm getting heaven's perspective. And I'm going to start running through this section of the race to get me out of this hole. And I'm not going to be weary and I'm not going to faint because I've got the right perspective and the right focus of my hope. 
Finally, God reminded me again that the key for me to stay strong was not to let my hope drift to the circumstances, but keep my hope fixed on him who is to me and for me, the one who is completely lovingly committed to my well-being. So that was a bit of my process in hearing and getting and applying and walking out Rama. Now I haven't got all this stuff worked out. It took me a while to get into the into this pit. It's taken me a little while to get out. But I know I'm on my way. I talked to somebody later the same Thursday morning. That person told me, I don't know what happened to you, but I can tell you this. You're back from where you were earlier this week. Yay, God. John 6, 63, Jesus said, The words I have spoken to you, they are spirit and life. Rhema is God's direct and personal verse or passage or message for us for a specific issue or purpose. Rhema takes a small part of everything written in the Bible and speaks that small part of the Bible to us. And because God spoke it, that small part becomes life to us. Rhema moves us from negative to positive emotions and thoughts. God's words of spirit and life bring breakthrough. In difficult situations, breakthrough comes when we receive rhema from God. God, I want to thank you that you're alive. You're not like some dead idol, that you're, but you're alive. God, I thank you that you are a fabulous communicator and you are committed to every person who has chosen to become your son or daughter. Thank you for loving us so much that you will speak to each one of us with words from your spirit to bring life to us. Father, I celebrate your love and your commitment, each person listening right now. And I ask that you give your encouragement to each one of us, that you want so much to connect with us. We choose to renew our commitment to pursue you until you catch us and enfold us with your love. And by that power of Holy Spirit in us and with us, I am honored to release faith into every one of us that desires more relationship connection with you. God, let there be a certainty in us that you want relationship with us way more than we want to have relationship with you. May we grow in confidence that every one of us can receive rhema from you and not just receive it, but talk about it with you so we can apply Holy Spirit revelation to the circumstances in our life. God, we want to make you famous in the relationship circles in our life. 
And as we receive your rhema words for us and for those we meet, we will be able to extend your kingdom in Toronto, the GTA, and wherever on earth you take us. It's all for your glory, Papa. Amen. Aaron, lead us again in worshiping Jesus. Thank you all for listening.